Good afternoon, Eastern Washington and fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news. not about right or left, it's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, about not ending in prayer, but moving to action, and about the gospel of the kingdom, Zechariah 2.5. But I declare as the Lord will be a wall of fire to her on all sides, and I will be the glory in her midst. What great words, especially for this time right now. I've got a very special guest today. We're going to have a very short briefing, then I'm going to introduce our guest here. And I want to talk about what's happening in the world right now and in the United States regarding revival. Now, just to define a few terms, first of all, revival is more localized. Awakening is for a country or the world. And awakening then turns into reformation. So we see uh, the area of business or the area of government or the area of the family or the area of media, area of arts and entertainment impacted by the awakening and changed to reflect the Lord. It doesn't mean every area is completely changed. It just means that reformation begins. And right now, I believe we are in the last harvest, the, the great harvest of the age. I believe we are here in this moment for this time, not to try to, through our own works or machinations, you know, bring Jesus. He's already here. Jesus is already here. We actually need to change our language in this regard. We don't welcome Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is here. Jesus is here. Luke 17, very clearly, the word in our midst, the kingdom of God in our midst, entos, is an active thing in our midst. So he's here. So we just thank you for being here, Lord, and we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be here as well. You own this show. You own this ministry. You own the church. It's yours. So we need to change our language and reflect the reality that Jesus and the Holy Spirit isn't lost out there in the desert. We got to go find them somewhere. They're here if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They're here. Holy Spirit's here. Jesus is here. He's not locked in a box somewhere. We got to let out. And so in this time of awakening, it, it's not something that we have to do as much as what we are receiving and getting us out of the way. I love what's happening in Asbury right now. It is reported that it is going to end. I, I think that means move tomorrow night. And uh, that's very interesting. I want to ask our guest about that here in a little bit, about what he thinks about the timing of what I'm about to tell you. Um, I learned about that, I think, last night, and today got it confirmed. So the, the whole point, though, is it's not something that we have to stress about and strive for. We just have to get ourselves out of the way, fall on our face in repentance, receive from the Lord what he wants to do. And it's not about a man it's not about a ministry. It's about Jesus. And I love how Asbury has not been, they haven't let any, you know, big celebrity personalities like kind of take control of any, it just let the Lord move. And that's really the mark of a true awakening 
is it's him moving, not men doing something. And also the mark of true repentance. Now, I want to talk about something very quickly, then we're going to get to the brief. Mark chapter 12, verse 1 through 12. We have to be careful in this time that just because it doesn't look the way we think it should, that it's somehow wrong. And that we don't beat the prophets that God has sent. In other words, beat the people that are servants of the Lord, that he has sent, that we don't beat them, that we don't ridicule them, that we don't persecute them. Because in that passage, it was God's own church that persecuted other believers. So we don't want to be that. So don't beat the prophets. That's the moral of that story. And that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing. And again, so much happening right now. I'm going to go through a few things and we're going to bring our guest on. But I just got this in right before uh, the, the show started. China has announced that it is ready to unite with Russia and Russian forces to resolutely defend the national interests of China and Russia. In other words, the Chinese are about to jump into the war in Ukraine. And what that is going to do is that's going to precipitate a whole host of sanctions and the Chinese are going to start supplying weapons and arms to the Russians because the Russians are clearly running out. I mean, again, objectively, uh, the Russians started the war with 3,300 tanks. Those are all gone now and they are diving into uh, Cold War era stockpiles in, in addition to adding Belarus and what they have to their stockpiles. Uh, Biden was in Ukraine for a surprise visit and there have been meetings with Poland and I, I presume other leaders, some of that's not going to be public, but this very clearly looks like something is about to happen here in the next few days in regards to Russia and Ukraine. Now the offensive, the long way to winter offensive started last week, as we reported on this show, um, it has not been reported as such around the world, but that's what has been happening and the Russians have made very little progress, uh, again, objectively speaking, right now. The maps and the lines look very stable, although there is very fierce fighting along those lines. Also want to mention quickly something that's been happening over in North Korea. So, there is, I, I, there's, there's a lot of speculation, but again... Watch North Korea, because if China invades Taiwan, North Korea attacks South Korea to try to draw the United States off. That, that is essentially the start of World War III, again, objectively speaking. So, Saturday, North Korea launched an intercontinental ballistic missile. Um, it was aloft for 67 minutes, and it landed uh, in waters inside Japan's economic exclusion zone. So, the Japanese... And the Taiwanese came out very strongly yesterday and today saying that they are drawing close to the United States and that they are ramping up their military. So there is very clearly, uh, very clearly a race right now in the Pacific. The United States is also very quickly building bases in some of our far-flung islands out there. So I've made a lot of news recently, um, although uh, Guam was mentioned 
there are more bases than that that are being built right now. And also the Philippines is now drawing closer to the United States. So we see the lines right now forming for war. And a lot of people say, well, you know, Matt, you're always positive. You try to be, well, we have to recognize the objective reality in the world, but God is still on the move. And I'm just telling you, when we were in Ukraine, we saw the revival that happened, even when there was darkness around, that people were giving their lives to Jesus. They were coming up to us, asking us for Bibles. And that is also what happens in these times is that there is great light and there is great darkness. And so we have to be focused on what the Lord is doing. And we have to be focusing on that great light. Also want to mention a couple other things here really quick. Um, Sweden announced that Turkey is ready to restart NATO negotiations with his country. And the reason for that is Sweden passed an anti-Quran burning uh, bill, which helped to kind of restart that. Well, it's interesting that they banned the burning of the Quran, but not the Bible. Just want to put that out there, even though many in Sweden would claim to be Christian. All right. I also want to mention this. Biden's DOD, this is on the national front, Biden's DOD allowed an unsecured server to spill sensitive American military emails online for two weeks. It's coming to us from Gateway Pundit. Um, essentially, they've been published online and now copied and put onto and compiled in a different site. Um, very sensitive American military emails. This combined with these sudden explosions at different plants all over the United States, the fact that there has been another derailment of another train, and the fact that they found explosives near a train track here two days ago, tells me that we're actually, and again, I'm being objective here, 10 years in the United States Army, two tours overseas, just looking at this, the United States is already at war, and somebody it looks like is coordinating an attack on the infrastructure in the United States. But even if it wasn't a coordinated attack, it still has strategic implications. And very clearly, it's emboldening our enemies. So the answer and the solution right now is for the United States government to get out of the way of our manufacturing sector and allow it to ramp up right now production and allow our oil wells to be reopened and drilling to restart and get the regulatory obstacles out of the way so that we have the opportunity to have a fighting chance here. And whether we like it or not, we are already at war with China. We need to start acting like it and ramp things up instead of talking about this ridiculous hoax of climate change that is attempting to lock down this country. So for those of us that love America, we need to be talking about this. We need to be praying about this. We need to be educating people about this and not take for granted what this great country that God has given us that has been such a blessing to all other countries around the world. Also on the national front, coming to us from Populous Press, a federal judge approved a settlement that ends a lawsuit challenging the state and several local governments policy and practice of denying tuition benefits to parents who send their children to religious schools. The settlement guarantees of Vermont parents who qualify for tuition benefits can send and spend those benefits on private school of their choice. This is a huge win 
for private Christian schools. And Travis, we can get that posted up uh, because a lot of people are going to be asking about this. Also on the national front, Project Veritas is officially dead. This is coming to us again from Populist Press. Shocking statement released. Bottom line is that when James O'Keefe did this expose on Pfizer, that that was too hot for some people, and the board turned on James O'Keefe. And he did not resign, but he did pack up all of his stuff. And the rest of the reporters of Project Veritas are now waiting on a board decision whether the board is going to resign. If the board does not resign, all of those reporters are going to resign in mass and, James, and join James O'Keefe because he really is Project Veritas. And they've done some great work exposing the abortion industry in the United States and also exposing Pfizer. So very interesting developments there. I want to also mention... A couple things on the local front. Coming up tomorrow night, and we're going to talk about this with our guest here in about two minutes. Tomorrow night, here at On Fire Ministries and Healing Rooms, we're going to be doing a time of prayer and worship. Multiple churches and ministries are joining together right now in unity to seek the face of the Lord in humility and to minister to one another and to worship, and to pray. And we have already experienced revival in the high school here. We've seen other churches here in the city experience the same thing we did the last two Sundays, where just repentance has broken out, where we've seen dramatic healing happen, and people just set free of all kinds of bondage and many people giving their lives to Jesus. I mean, baptisms. I mean, I think we had 10 baptisms just on Sunday alone. Um, spontaneously, people just wanting to be baptized coming up. It's been amazing what the Lord has been doing. And we're going to talk about that on the show right now. Tomorrow night, though, 7 o'clock right here at On Fire Ministries Healing Rooms. And Friday night at 6 o'clock. And Saturday night at 6 o'clock, Bear Paw School of Ministry and Bethel Worship. Is going to be right here at On Fire Ministries and the Healing Rooms. Look forward to you all joining us for that. All right, it is my great honor to introduce to you for the first time on Patriot Radio. And Travis, if we can make sure the screen is straight right to your back right there, that would be awesome. Stephen Powell is a revivalist and a founder and president of Line of Light Ministries. And you can go to lionoflight.org and check him out there. Stephen, it is great to have you on Patriot Radio today. God bless you. It was a great time of fellowship just yesterday and and really appreciate your heart uh, for what the Lord is doing and just how God is working through you in such tremendous ways. Thanks for joining us today. Come on. It's good to be on here, Matt. Really appreciate it. My my throat's a little hoarse. I've been preaching away for, you know, three (laughs) weeks straight and you know, there's just such a momentum right now with, with what God's doing. And, you know, the, the Bible says the, the, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, few, few. And he's calling forth the laborers right now in the harvest. So, yeah, brother, I've just been hitting the ground uh, running these last few weeks. And, you know, there's such a momentum to what God's yeah. doing. And since I've come into this, the Spokane, Coeur d'Alene region, I've felt that momentum increase. I've felt that momentum just keep multiplying. And now 
now it looks like we're going to head into tomorrow, brother, and I'm just expecting all of heaven to come down at your church. <laughs> so it, it, it's been yeah. it's been absolutely amazing, and I, I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about your story, how you, how you ended up traveling, and and uh, how the Lord has just been kind of moving through you and surrounding you with some uh, very interesting people in God's kingdom that have really mentored you over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you want me to go back a few years, or just over the last few few weeks, or I mean, hey, go, so go much back happening. over the last few years? Yeah, go back over the last few years and then bring it up to today. Yeah. Well, I was born and raised in a little town called Soldotna, Alaska, and I was raised in the church, raised in a good Pentecostal home, and uh, very very godly parents. But you know, when I really gave my heart to the Lord is when I was a teenager, and that's when I instantly uh, got anointed and and got called into the ministry and. I had a serious attack, actually, as, as a young man, a Jezebelic attack. When I was 16 years old, or actually it was when I was about 13 or 14, we had a, a new youth pastor and his wife come up from Florida and come to the church. And then when I was about 16, uh, my youth pastor's wife decided that I was going to be her, her next husband. She was 32. I was 16. <laughs> and um, before she came to the Lord, she was a prostitute, you know, so there's a spirit on her. And uh, she came to me and she told me— uh, quote-unquote, prophetic dreams that she had had. And in the dream, she said, I saw my husband die, and I saw you become my next pastor. And as you know, uh, Pastor Matt, you know, uh, deception is is supernatural, you know? You can look back yeah. on it now and say, what was I thinking? But it's supernatural. And the Bible says in Revelation 2.20, that Jezebel calls herself a prophetess and seduces the servants of God. So even with her prophetic giftings, prophetic dreams, whatnot, there's a, there's a spirit of seduction that's released. So crazy thing, her husband actually short, died shortly thereafter that. Wow. You know, her demonic dream or vision came to pass, and uh, it was the grace of God that I got delivered from that. My mother's an intercessor. God revealed it to my mother. My mother went and tossed my room and found these letters and things from her. And, uh, you know, I was saved, you know, before that went too far. And, you know, so eventually, uh, you know, my high school years, I had a very, very serious assault from the spirit of Jezebel, where Jezebel tried to get me to marry the wrong person, tried to get me to enter into sexual morality, all this stuff. And then my high school years culminated with a face-to-face -face visitation from Jesus, actually. Jesus visited me. He anointed my head with oil. And then about three weeks after Jesus visited me, I met my wife, who I'm married to, to today. And uh, we both, by the grace of God, married as virgins. Uh, my wife had never even held another boy's hand. <laughs> you know, so I got the first of everything with her. Um, and I was preserved supernaturally by the grace of God. You know, so that be that was my high school years. It was It was a combination of being visited by the Lord, being very hungry for the Lord, but also by the grace of God, escaping, you know, high level spiritual warfare. So I went into my twenties, I went into a wilderness season in my twenties where the Lord said, you know, you're going to, you're going to serve in the local church. You're going to be a godly father and husband, and you're going to work. You're going to provide for your family. And then you're just going to seek me. You know, so God took all of my twenties away from public platform ministry. And I believe that killed narcissism in me. I believe that mm -hmm. killed the need to be seen by others. It was a season of hiddenness yeah. where, you know, I, I, I was called to just do the things that we all are called to do as Christians, right? But develop intimacy with the Lord and, and spend a lot of time in the Word. So, anyways, fast forwarding a little bit, 
Um, you know, when I was 30, the Lord came again and I was ordained into ministry. And there was a man that, that God used actually to raise me up in ministry. So, I mean, literally, I went from the janitor of the church I was serving at. I was literally the janitor and I was called supernaturally into ministry. This man called me out of the crowd, prophesied over me. And then literally three weeks later, I'm in South Korea and we're in a revival that lasted three months in South Korea, right near the border there in Seoul. So it was a wild ride, you know, for the next several years, brother. I saw revival all over the world. I saw the blind see, the deaf hear. I saw tens of thousands come to Jesus. I was involved in another revival in South Africa where we saw Indians coming and breaking their idols and devils coming out of them. I mean, just the power of God. But then, you know, some something, you know, once again, traumatic happened. There was secret sin that was found in my mentor's life. And this was this was very difficult for me when this was found out because he was my hero. He was my hero in the faith. Even going back to younger years when I was in Alaska, I would listen to his tapes and I would read all of his books and highlight them up. Right. And there was there was secret sin that was was, was found in his life. And that began a real shaking, to be honest with you. And that has lasted about, you know, four years, you know, where everything that can be shaken is shaken, you know, as you know. So you want to jump in here yet? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, let's, I'm let's, present yeah. Day. yeah let's jump in right now. So, you, you know, yeah. when God brings us out of these kind of testing times, and what's interesting when you said that, that's what the Lord first called me to do when first served. I, I vacuumed the youth sanctuary for an entire year, right? I mean, that's where God called me, just to serve, right? You know, so I relate completely to that. And when you come out of that, that, that time of testing and trial and and even even the Lord stripping people out of your life, he then yep. brings people around you to build you up. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, when when there was secret sin found in my, my mentor's life, I was determined not to let it be swept under under the rug. So the Lord connected me with some very godly leaders. The Lord connected me with a precious uh, apostolic woman of faith named Patricia King. And the Lord connected me with another great man of God named Dr. Michael Brown. And they sort of came, you know, came around me and, and came on board and helped me with that situation. You know, they, they, they took that situation and made sure it was handled right, you know, and, and made sure that you know, all the, the I's were dotted, all the T's were crossed, and it was handled in, in a bibli biblical, godly way, you know, to bring correction and to bring, you know, uh, safety, restore safety to the body of Christ, because there, there was issues there, you know. And then uh, since then, you know, God began to work on my heart, because even after I connected with Patricia King, I have to be honest with you, there was a difficult season between um, her and I, because she began to call things out, okay, that she was seeing from the <laughs> Lord in my heart. But I, but, but I was like, I don't see this. I don't know what you're talking about. But then the Lord began to take me even back to my childhood, even back to my teenage years, and showed me how when I had that, that vicious attack from my leaders, because my youth pastor's wife, she was like, I consider her my spiritual mother, right? And that was a serious abuse of authority. The Lord showed me that there was trust that was broken with leaders at that time. And it was almost like I'd had an orphan spirit ever since where I could not trust uh, leaders in the church. And I had unhealthy relationships with spiritual mothers and fathers. So as the Lord began to le lead me down that path and show me where I needed both inner healing and some freedom in some areas, God really began to just move in an extraordinary way. And over the last three, four years, it's been such a refining fire, but it's just been such a time of getting healthy, you know, getting healthy in my soul and, and getting healing and, you know, just continuing to let things go and give it to the Lord and, and forgive. You know, sometimes we think we forgive, but, you know, God's got to do that work in our heart, you know, so we can really give it to him. So, so now all that to say, brother, you come to present day here and I really feel like 
even within the last month or month and a half, this year in particular, I really feel like we've come into a season where that previous season of trial, at least for many, is over. The Lord's declaring it's over. I'm doing a new thing. It's springing forth speedily. I've been saying that since about January 10th, even before Asbury happened, and man, has it sprung forth speedily. Right, And there's many people that have been prepared in the previous season through the refining fires of God. And now I really believe, brother, they're, begin to ru- they're beginning to run with revival and awakening. And I believe that's what, what's happening with me as well as many. So, I, And you know. I love it. Right now, I mean, we're seeing one of the marks of revival and awakening is when, when people that have not really been taught about anything are convicted by Holy Spirit and they start repenting. Nobody's telling them they have to. They start repenting and start removing things from their lives. You know, we saw this with the school here last week, kids ripping up Pokemon cars, destroying video games, getting rid of video games. Nobody told them to do that. Holy Spirit was just moving. And so that brings us to to right now. There are people that are starting to question whether there's real revival, real awakening happening in the United States. Let's crush that right now. What are your thoughts on it? What's the (laughs) Lord been showing you? Well, I mean, you just look at all the reports, and I mean, you have to have a spirit of unbelief or something, you know, to to even go there, I think. But, I mean, what I'm seeing in my own life, brother, um, I I just feel like all of heaven's coming down, you know? I mean, what you just said, young people tearing up Pokemon cards, you know, I was just in a service, you know, last week, about nine days ago, and the Holy Ghost broke out on a Sunday morning. The anointing was so strong. God was doing so many miracles, delivering so many people, touching so many people, I couldn't even preach. And then, I look off to my left and there's this whole section of young people that begin to shake and vibrate under the power of God. I hadn't laid hands on them. I hadn't confronted them. They just begin to shake and vibrate under the power of God. And then of their own volition, they come out of their chairs and they start following me around and praying with me for people. And I, and I felt like the Lord said that moment, Stephen, this is first fruits. You're beginning to see first fruits of what I'm going to do on mass. I'm going to do uh, with thousands, with with millions of young people, and you know all these age groups in the days to come. Um, so that's just one story, brother. One story. I mean, I was uh, I was a part of of a luncheon in Sacramento about uh, ten days ago or so, and uh, I didn't even pray for these ladies. And there were several of these ladies here at this luncheon that that did not know the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, have never heard about it, but somehow the conversation got steered that way. So I started talking about about it. Well, one of these ladies ladies wakes up in the middle of the night and she's speaking, quote unquote, this gibberish that she had no idea what it was, you know? And then she calls my friend the next morning and she says, look, I got up in the middle of the night. I was speaking this gibberish. I don't know what. And then I tried to pray in English this morning. I couldn't pray in English. This gibberish came out. She said, is that that tongues that young man was talking about yesterday? So this is the amazing thing, Pastor Matt is you're seeing God sovereignly move. You're seeing God sovereignly break out. I never even laid hands on the lady. God just did it, came and filled her with the Holy Ghost and baptized her in the Spirit in the middle of the night, and He just did it. So, you know... Th- that's that's one of the signs of revival that you look for. You look for contagious fire. You look for God indirectly moving in people around you sovereignly. And we're seeing just such a sovereign move of God right now. And right here in Spokane, brother, I can't tell you how Spokane and the, the Coeur d'Alene area. I can't tell you how many sovereign happenings of God I've seen just in the last seven days. <laughs> it, it's incredible. I love that God, when he moves, there, there is always hey. this element of, hey, is that real or not real? There's always this element yeah. of that, and, and we have to step out yeah. in faith. So how do we, how do we mm-hmm. approach people 
that are kind of coming. I mean, this is so weird to me. You know, here we've been praying for decades and awakening has started and there's people in the church who are coming against the awakening. You know, like you're going to come against people repenting and come against healing and all these things. How do we treat those folks that are coming against revival? How should we approach that? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, we got we got to love them with the love of Jesus and understand that God is big enough to reach them. Okay, God is big enough to break through stony hearts of unbelief, whatever whatever it is, you know. So, I think there are people uh, that are ready to be harvested now. You know, Paul said, I believe it's First Corinthians two. He said, "One plants, another waters." God mm-hmm. gives the increase. So, I think that we should stick to our job, which is continuing to plant seeds, continue to sow seeds, continue to water wherever we're able to. Right, but we. We leave it up to God to actually be the Lord of the harvest. We leave it up to the Holy Spirit to actually bring the increase. You know, so in answer to your question, there's some people that can't be reached right now, but God knows how to reach them. God knows how, you know, to line up the circumstances to get the right seeds and the right amount of watering in the right place at the right time. You know, so I say, you know, we we, we share the gospel, we share with, with the people who are open, but I, I believe with all my heart, Pastor Matt, as time goes on here, there's going to be more and more stony hearts that become open. There's going to be more and more people that are in skepticism, that are in unbelief. This is one of the marks, the hallmarks of revival in history. We saw at the Zuzu Street Revival. We saw in several other moves of God, the most ardent of atheists come to Jesus because God broke through their stony hearts. And the word of God, the Bible says in Jeremiah, is like the hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So, you know, once again, in answer to your question, I think God will do it in his time with some of the people that, that are skeptics. I agree 100% because when the move of God happens, nobody can really come against it. They can try, but once people see it, there's nothing else that's going to happen. And that brings us now to come our on. lunch yesterday. So God is bringing together a, a group of uh, men and women who don't want any credit. Their ministry doesn't have to be front and center. It doesn't have to be about people. It's all about Jesus and and. We came together for a lunch yesterday, and out of that, Holy Spirit really began to move, and and we're going to be doing this uh, beginning next, you know, 24 hours. It could be tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock here at OFM and uh, Healing Rooms. Talk a little bit about kind of what you felt in that moment, and then I'll I'll add in, but just talk about how you felt in that (laughs) moment as we met together. I mean, it's like we knew each other for 50 years. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, once again, I mean, a hallmark of revival awakening is is the sovereign hand of God at work. And it was amazing because I found myself at this this lunch with you and several other people uh, yesterday. And there were all these things in the works that I wasn't even really aware of, you know, until I got in that lunch. So apparently a friend of mine who's a mutual friend of yours had already talked to you and yeah. then someone had already talked to yeah. someone else. And then we're all there at this, <laughs> this luncheon and it just came together so quickly. But, you know, the beautiful thing about it was pastor was it's just like you're saying uh, there was no spirit of competition there was no you know i want to be seen i've got to be the main you know guy on the the grass whatever you know there was none of that it was just such a beautiful spirit of unity and mutual love and let's come together and let's push together and let's see god move and uh, that was that was uh, great evidence that you know god is at work right i mean we're seeing miracles we're seeing god touch people but the bible says oh how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell mm-hmm. together in unity how pleasant it is to the spirit of god so i felt that pleasantness 
I felt that 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 pleasure of the Lord. He was taking pleasure in what we were doing, and you know, we, you know, we were looking at the calendar. We're like, okay, uh, Wednesday is two twenty-two. You know, it's February twenty-second, 20, 20, uh, and then we all prayed at the table. And the moment we ended the prayer, I looked at my clock, and it was two twenty-two exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, don't have time to get into all that, but there's so many stories like connected to the two twenty-two, and I just really believe that we're about to see a, a double portion. I know that's used a lot, you know, and some people overuse it, but I really believe we're about to see a double portion, okay, of what we've seen previously in moves of God in America and around the world release as an Elisha generation comes on the scene. And it's not just going to be Elisha. It's not just going to be the new ones coming up, but the generations are going to run together, I believe, with all yeah. my heart. And, there, and I believe that in many ways, you're a kingdom man, I'm a kingdom man. In many ways, God is going to release grace for the house of David to not be at war with the house of Saul during a time of kingdom transition. It is a time of kingdom transition. There'll be some that will go home. There'll be some that will take a step back. There'll be some that will, will forge ahead and take their rightful place in leadership, whatever, right? But I believe the Lord's going to release a supernatural unity like we felt at that lunch and a supernatural uh, coming together of the generations to run together where the old move of God doesn't compete against the new move of God, if that makes sense. Uh, absolutely makes sense. And this kind of brings us to the the interesting subject. We saw miraculous <laughs> healing on Sunday. I know you've seen some miraculous healings recently. And, and you know, yeah. pe- people know these people. They, they know their condition. They've seen it for years. And then all of a yeah. sudden, they are dramatically healed. Uh, people throwing a leg brace on the on the platform on Sunday here. And then and then some Amen. some of their uh, their medication they've been on for 15 years. It was incredible. And ran and jumped off of the platform. You know, this is amazing. You've seen some oh, of that too. And so I, I'd oh. love to hear some testimonies, but also kind of this breakthrough yeah. of the intellectual arguments against a move of the Holy Spirit like that in our time. Yeah, well, I mean, testimonies we just saw last night, you know, at the I was at the uh, the Foursquare Church there, Oasis Foursquare Church in uh, Post Falls near Great Lanes. And, uh, yeah, I was walking off to the right-hand side. I was just kind of pacing back and forth. I was walking off to the right-hand side of the sanctuary as administering. And then the way my gifts, the gifts of the Spirit work with me is I feel the word of knowledge very strong whenever the Lord's leading me to to pray for, for healing. So it felt like someone had just cut through my right leg, my right thigh. Okay. And it felt like my whole leg went numb. So instantly I knew the spirit of God spoke to me. There's a woman off to your right here that had had a surgery. It had been botched. The doctors cut a nerve they weren't supposed to, and she's had no feeling in her leg since. So the word of knowledge was so strong. I just walked right up to her. I said, that's you, isn't it? And she said, yep, that's me. I had a surgery. It was botched. I have no feeling. So I began to pray for her, Matt. And I kid you not, it was like a wave. It was like a wave of heat just came from behind me, okay, and hit her. And I'm like, did you feel that? She said, yeah, I felt that. I said, what was that? She says, it's hot. It got hot really quick. So she went down under the power of God. We lifted her back up. I mean, it was just like five seconds later. This happened so instantly. And she began to touch her leg and all the feeling returned in a moment. God completely, I believe, recreated the nerve in the moment, restored all feeling. You know, so that was just last night. We're not talking about testimonies from 10 years ago. We're talking about testimonies within the last 24 hours, testimonies within the last 72 hours, right? Um, 
Oh, man, there's so many more testimonies. We've seen the blind see. We've seen the deaf hear. I saw a man get up out of his wheelchair uh, last week. Uh, he had some sort of a condition where one of his legs was was paralyzed. He couldn't lift it up whenever he would walk, okay? And uh, he would end up tripping, so he had to go around in a wheelchair. Well, he began to wiggle his toes. He said he couldn't wiggle his toes anymore, so all feeling and mobility began to return, and he walked up out of that wheelchair, okay? That was uh, about a week ago in a place called Winston, uh, Oregon. Um, but we've seen many, many uh, deaf people here. We've seen blind people. There was a young lady I prayed for about a week ago who uh, I prayed for her in her eyes, and uh, she took off her glasses, and, and her father noticed the next day, why aren't you wearing your glasses? She says, I can't wear them anymore. Now they're blurry whenever I, I put on the glasses. So I believe God so healed her that she either doesn't need the glasses anymore or she has to go back and get a new prescription. Amen. Um, um, because, uh, you know. She's, you know, they don't work anymore. <laughs> so that's just a few uh, testimonies, brother. And uh, we haven't even had a chance to, 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 you know, gather them all. There's so many testimonies and because it's literally just breaking out. I believe it's healing fire that God's releasing right now. So, so there are, there are some folks even inside the church, some brothers and sisters, and they just cannot seem to accept that Holy Spirit would move in yeah. healing power. Holy Spirit would set people free from uh, folks that are being tormented yeah. by the demonic how how do you how do you talk to folks about that? How, how do you, what's your kind of yeah. approach to that? Because we you yeah. know God works through each of us differently, and I think it's good to hear that for for people that are dealing with it in their families, yeah. especially those listening right now and watching online. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we base our whole lives, our doctrine, our, our system of belief off the Word of God. We've got to submit, okay, and we've got to revere the written Word of God, okay, as, as, the, as the true source, the authoritative source for all of our doctrine, for all of our beliefs. So, I see a clear case in Scripture where these gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit, which brings about things like healing, things like miracles, things like deliverance, it did not cease with the early apostles. It did not cease with the early church age. Uh, it is continued, I believe. Why? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says in Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord, I change not. And because God is a healer, he's Jehovah Rophe, he's the Lord, our healer, because he does not change, therefore healing is still for today, because he is still here today healing. And we have to ask ourselves, are there people in need of healing? Okay, if there are people in need of healing, then why would God just shut it off now? Okay, why why would God shut it off? According to the Apostle Paul, we have a better covenant than what Moses walked in, than what the children of Israel walked in in the Old Testament. And even then, they experienced healing. So how much more now? So that's just a few nuggets from the Scripture, brother. But there's a very, very solid scriptural case for it, okay? It is a promise of God for us. It is a promise of God for today. But ultimately, God has to reveal these things. Revelation's a gift, and you have to receive that revelation, and you have to ask the Lord, Lord, and enlighten the eyes of my heart. Give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear, give me a heart to understand what your word says, what the promises of God are for me. So once you understand the promises of God, you got to lay claim to them by faith. And the Bible says faith without, without works is dead. So then you got to work that faith. You got to say, hey, if the promise of healing is for me, I'm going to receive that healing, and I'm going to operate it. I'm going to flow in it. And, and one of the main activations we have for it is pray for the sick. Jesus commanded his disciples, pray for the sick. If you believe that healing is for today, then pray that God would release healing, not over, not only over you, but over people around you. Then you see the manifestation of that. And that is evidence that God is still healing today. Absolutely. 
Amen. A hundred percent. And I, I love it because we don't really have to do anything except what God commanded us to do. And his testimony Amen. through each of us is really what speaks volumes to folks that are having maybe a struggle yeah. about it, or they don't, they don't think that that's possible. I do want to just mention yeah. one thing that's fa- fascinating. I found this out that the Pharisees actually believed that, that the move of the spirit stopped about the time of Ezra. So at the time of Jesus, they believed that the, the move of the spirit had stopped about the time of Ezra. So that was what made Jesus even wow. kind of more, more offensive to them. So I love that, that wow. the Lord, even in these, these times uh, where even in America, where there's just so much intellectual worship and all that, that, that he can break yep. through with just a moment, somebody that has been holding on to that stuff their entire life. Yeah, absolutely. He can, and he is. And like I shared before, we have a history even of revival of God just breaking up the stoniest hearts, you know, the hardest hearts. So God's going to do that today. You know, anything that takes the place of God in our heart becomes an idol. It becomes a a God. And uh, intellectualism has to die. Okay, all those things have to die. God has given us our, our intellect. He has given us the ability to reason, the ability to calculate and analyze and be analytical. But, you know, we have to, we can't allow those things to become a God in and of themselves. We can't exalt those things above what God wants to do in his spirit. So this is why Jesus talked about childlike faith. We have to allow a certain amount of vulnerability and openness of heart to say, God, come and show me what it is your will is for me today. Come and come and touch me. Come and do what you want to do in my life. Your will, not mine. Your will be done, not mine. And I believe when we begin to open heart and begin to approach the things of the spirit and the things of God with that child. I like faith, once again, that God is is able and he is ready. He's willing to show you who he really is. He will show you that he, he will show you that he's the God of power. He will show you that he's that God's not dead. That he's surely alive. Amen. And that's what I've seen in my life. And I know you've seen that in your life, brother. And I know. The people are the, that are going to come here tomorrow night at your church at 7 p.m., I know they're going to see that as well. They're going to see that God is not dead. He's alive, and he's alive and well in America. <laughs> he is alive and well in America. Stephen Powell, revivalist, founder, president, Line of Light Ministries, and you can go to lineoflight.org. All right, let's talk about tomorrow night, 7 p.m. right here on Fire Ministries and Healing Rooms, 115 East Pacific. The only reason I'm mentioning the ministries there is not to promote them. It's Mm -hmm. because that's the location, and it was because there was more room. Okay, that's all. All right, so this is a bunch of ministries and churches coming together, and what can people expect? And also, tell tell folks how they can kind of prepare their heart for a move of the Lord. Yeah, well— I always go to, I think it's Acts 3, where the Bible says that when the apostles came to the gate called Beautiful, there was a, a crippled man there, and he looked at them expecting to receive something, right? Now, of course, he's expecting to receive money, and Peter looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. Rise up on your feet and walk. So, the point is, he was in a mode of expectation. He was in a place of expectation, and he received. He received something he wasn't expecting necessarily, but he was still in expectation. So, I would tell the people come expecting God to do what we've been talking about. God's he was healing people in your church last Sunday. I just told the testimony of God miraculously healing a woman, reviving her nerve in her leg last night. And the Bible says in James 5, God is not a respecter of persons. A man, Elijah was a man like us with like passions like us, right? So 
as he's healing and touching other people, as we've seen, he's going to heal and touch you tomorrow night, I believe, as you come in expectation. But just believe that God is who he says he is and believe that he loves you and that his love is not an empty, it's not an empty statement. It's not an empty expression. God puts power behind his love. Every time someone is healed, that is an expression of his love. Every time some God delivers someone from addiction, that is an expression of his love. He loves them so much that he died upon the cross for you and I to completely deliver us uh, from sin, to completely deliver us from addiction, from all the works of the devil. And the Bible says in Acts 10, 38, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So yes, that's right. Jesus considers even sickness and disease an oppression of Satan. And he paid the price to break the power of that oppression and release the freedom and the healing power of God into your life. So in answer to your question, brother, I would say come expecting the God. Gospel. Paul said the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is power. Come expect a demonstration of the gospel and power. Come expecting God to visit you tomorrow night, just as he's been visiting us these last several days. And he's going to do it in Jesus' name. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I, I want to talk in the last few minutes that we have here. You, you hail from Alaska. You, you've come down into yep. the Northwest. There's been a lot of prophetic mm -hmm. words over the Northwest. Mm -hmm. And some of it is kind of tied into, if you could ever, I think a yeah. lot of people are familiar with the history of John G. Lake and, and his healing ministry yep. here in the Spokane was uh, the healthiest city in the entire country, if not in the world at one time. And that there was prophesied that would yep. happen again. But there's even more that a lot of people don't know. So if you could go through some of the prophetic words that have been spoken over this region, but particularly how you kind of got connected into some of this as well. Yeah. Well, about, uh, my former, my former mentor that I used to travel with, there was years ago that, uh, he came to the Northwest and he was from the Northwest as well. And there was an angel that visited him and the Lord told him this angel actually came from Spokane. This angel worked with John G. Lake in the healing rooms. And then he ended up in Grants Pass, Oregon. Okay. Uh, where this angel showed up. And then he went from there to Albany, Oregon, and he had a revival that broke out for six months and it was a healing revival with extraordinary miracles. So it was about, it was about a month ago or so. It was around January 11th, where I was doing my first set of meetings in Marysville, Washington, and this same angel appeared in the meeting. And when this angel appeared, it's like the angel in John chapter, uh, I believe it's five, the angel that came down and stirred the waters at a certain time in a certain place. And when the waters were stirred, people were supernaturally healed that got into the waters, that got in that atmosphere, right? So I saw this angel come and stir the waters. And once again, like I was telling you before, or uh, atmosphere just exploded with the miraculous and I couldn't even preach for two nights at both my sessions. I could not even preach. There were so many people being healed. There was such strong word of knowledge. So, so what happens is the spirit of counsel and might is being released right now in the Northwest. And, and it's the, it's, and when, when you, when you obey the counsel, the spirit of counsel brings word of knowledge. It brings high level revelation. And when you're obedient to what God says to do, when you do what you see the father doing, it releases the spirit of might. It releases the the raw power of God. So I saw that about a month ago. And I understood, okay, that this angel was this same angel that had been hanging, that had been ministering several places in the Northwest for many years. So here's the crazy thing, brother. Before I came to Spokane a week ago, I was right near Grants Pass, Oregon, where my mentor, okay, <laughs> encountered this angel all those years ago. And I literally came on the same trek, 
the same trek from the Grants Pass area to Spokane here, right? So I believe that there's an angel at work here that at one time uh, worked with the healing rooms. And here we are. I was not even booked to be with you at the healing rooms, correct? Yeah. I was not even booked no. with you. Um, I didn't even know you. And I have all this history, okay, with this angel uh, that used to work with the healing rooms. And now I come to Spokane and I see the highest level I've seen yet. I mean, just an absolute breakout of the miraculous. And now we're ending up in your healing rooms tomorrow night. I mean, if that's not God, I don't know what is, brother. And I didn't lift a finger. I never called you and asked you to come, right? <laughs> No, we just we just meet and all of a sudden all these confirmations and words kind of come together right at that moment. And that's the mark that God is moving, right? Nobody planned it. Nobody orchestrated it. And, and man, I will hasten to add this is his healing rooms. This is his yeah. ministry here, right? We 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 man. are so excited that, hey. that, you know, these words that were spoken so many years ago are, are now coming to fruition here in the Northwest. I mean, all the way back to yes. Azusa Street, that about 100 years later, there would be yeah. an outbreak of Holy Spirit, and, and it would be an awakening yes. that the world had never seen before, and it wouldn't be in just one place. No. It would be all over. Then there was, right after 9-11, yes. there was the prophecy about, hey, this was going to come through the youth. This was going to be a massive awakening at all the different university campuses. We're no. seeing that literally with our waking eyes right now. And for yes. everybody out there, may, maybe that challenges you. Somebody saw an angel, really? Somebody got healed and their their knee brace got taken off or they, they yeah. could see now. All of these things yeah. happened in the Bible. People saw angels in the Bible. Exactly. People were healed in the Bible. Yeah. People were delivered of demons in the Bible. All this happened in the Bible. And what's challenging our intellect today in America is that for some reason we think we don't need God, that we've got it all put yeah. together. And I, I see the Jacob generation right now realizing, no, we need God more than ever and they're ready and willing to receive Amen. them. There's just a hunger. And talk about that here in the last five minutes we got. There's a hunger that has broken out the last year that has been incredible to me. I, I, I've i never seen anything really like this. Talk about what you're, you're observing yeah. as well. Well, there's always these times and these cycles and seasons in history. And like it says in Ecclesiastes 3.15, that which once was will be again. So in Israel's history, when they experienced a season of oppression and bondage in which foreign invaders came in and were ruling over them unjustly, there usually came at the end of that season a marvelous revival, a marvelous deliverance, a marvelous uh, turning around. And even here in America, we've been in a season where there's been things that have been imposed on us. There's been a spirit of oppression, you know? I mean, we've been locked in our houses, and, and our, our our constitution has been trampled all over, and like you go on and on and on, right? But it's created this pressure over the last few years, and I believe that without the pressure, uh, there is no oil press, right? There is no olive press without the, the press, without the pressure, and that's where the oil comes from. So now, I believe we're coming to, I believe there's a, there's a shifting of the times and seasons right now, and there's an oil coming forth out of the trials that we've just been in. Mm. And many people have been refined by those trials and prepared by those trials to run with this new awakening and not have the awakening, okay, take them to some place that it's, they're not called to go, right? We've seen previous moves of God and in previous moves of God, it's something about the power, the influence as God raises up people. There's all sorts of temptations, you know, that they become susceptible. But I believe many of the people that are going to carry this awakening and revival, God has 
prepared them in such a deep and beautiful way. I believe they're going to overcome all those temptations, many of those temptations that previously overtook so so many. And I believe this is going to remain about Jesus. I believe that this is going to uh, keep exalting Jesus, this move of God. And uh, I believe that by the grace of God, you know, I'm claiming this for my life, going to be able to avoid those scandals that have that have plagued previous uh, moves of God. But there is a supernatural hunger, brother. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. So the ones that are hungry, the ones that are thirsty, they are going to be filled. Uh, it's a work of grace. God puts that hunger in you. You know, so that's one of the reasons why revival services and revival meetings are important because there is a grace, a, a hunger, a supernatural hunger, desperation that is imparted. And there are some things you'll never step into until you want it enough. That's why the Bible says earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Don't just want them. Don't just be curious about them earnestly desire the things of God. And God's going to create that in us right now in this season, and it's going to propel us into the greater things of God and into the greater works in the days to come. Amen. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Stephen Powell, Lion right. of Light Ministry, thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. God bless you. And this is so awesome. I Bless you. That God has put us right in the middle of this, brother. It's incredible, isn't it? Amen. 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 Thanks for having me, brother. It's my pleasure, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless you. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on Patriot Radio today. Stephen Powell, Revivalist founder and president of Line of Light Ministries, lineoflight.org, lineoflight.org. You'll find him there. And uh, he, along with a whole bunch of other people from a bunch of other ministries and churches, are going to be here all together tomorrow, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. On Fire Ministries, Healing Rooms 115, East Pacific in downtown Spokane, 7 p.m. Uh, I want to really honor right now uh, Dan Chance, Pastor Dan Chance out at Oasis Church. Fantastic thing they're doing out there. And uh, he kind of helped bring, bring all the folks together. Uh, also, Timothy Sherman, uh, Eagle's Nest Ministries, and just this, the prophetic words that he's been bringing as well. Just incredible, and uh, I there's many more, and I, I don't want to miss anybody, but just want to thank everybody that's been involved with this for saying yes, for saying yes. And tomorrow night, 7 p.m., right here at On Fire Ministries and Healing Rooms, we are going to be together. And I find it fascinating because at the same time there's been great darkness out in the world, there is great light happening here in the Pacific Northwest and other places as well. This is what the Lord was talking about with the parable of the ten virgins. That there, it was at night that they needed the lamps. But where they were, it was bright. Similar to the Israelites coming out of Egypt. They were in Goshen. It was a safe haven. And while these plagues were being played out, and even darkness in the land, plagues being played out in the land of Egypt against the Egyptians, the Israelites were not touched. And they were brought out by the blood covering the doorway first. And then they were led by the fire of God, the pillar of fire, by night and his cloud by day. It's interesting if you read Acts 2, it says there will be a sign in the earth. There'll be wonders in the sky, but sign in the earth. When the Holy Spirit is poured out on mankind and also 
poured out on his servants. It's two separate things. And it says, the signs will be blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The blood of Jesus Christ, repentance and salvation. The fire of Holy Spirit, sanctification. And the glory of God, glorification. All coming together right now in this time. I really want to... I really want to just say to everybody out there, some of, some of the subject today may really challenge you, may challenge your faith. Uh, it may put you in a place where you're, where you're questioning. Go read the word. Go read where Jesus said, go heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, preach the gospel of the kingdom. Go read those things. Read about when people encountered angels like Mary and others throughout the Old Testament, even Abraham. Go read about the things in Scripture and then ask yourself a question. Why would God hold it and keep it from us today when it's been released throughout history? The fact is, He's not keeping it from us today. We have access to all of it. And this is the entire point behind the parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son's brother had access to the entire father's household, but he never asked. And his heart wasn't positioned to receive it. So let's all tonight pray, ask the Lord. Some of you may be led to fast. God, where do you want us in this time? What do you want us to do in this time? Prepare our hearts for whatever you want to do. Here we are. Send us. This is Matt Shea. Thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. And he is making this generation the greatest one. Keep up the fight. The awakening is here.